0: It might be football season, but we've got some basketball news we've got to break down. What do we expect for our small market NFL teams and our SEC teams this upcoming week? Is it time to panic for some of our SEC teams? And most importantly, do we even think that Georgia, Alabama, or even Kentucky can lose all this and more on this Friday episode of Jake's Take? Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sermon, at Jake's Take Podcast, at jakesilb 14. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at variety underscore sport underscore, your home for all forms of variety and sports everywhere. And Christy's at is going to be at Marie underscore double zero. But I wanted to come in because we have some definitely crazy and some breaking news, and it was very, you know, spur of the moment. But yes, I know that it's September. Yes, I know that it is football season. But it wouldn't be a proper focus on Jake's take without basketball. You know I love basketball. You know that football is my first love. But with basketball, it's crazy because Woj is reporting not only one, but two big stories from Thursday, the first one being that the Detroit Pistons are acquiring Bohan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olenek and Sabin Lee, and basically this is my way of saying that I feel like the Utah Jazz are on their way to self-destructing, you already lost Rudy Gobert, you lost Donovan Mitchell, you have Colin Sexton, the young bull, shout out to Alabama, but it looks like you're rebuilding. And that's okay, rebuilding is fine, but, you know, losing Bohan Bogdanovich, that's actually a pretty big blow, because he's a really good shooter, he's a great leader, and he was a big, you know, deal for this team. You have Mike Conley, that's great, you have Rudy Gay, you have Colin Sexton, but most importantly for the Utah Jazz, you're starting back at square one, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, but... Obviously, I'll look more into this trade later, but this is huge. You know, it looks like right now Detroit might be contenders. I know, not something I'd expect to say, but they have a young core. They look good. We will just have to be patient because they're a lot like the Pelicans. You know, these teams are getting younger and it's exciting and I can't wait to see it. Now, of course, we have some other news in regards to The Boston Celtics. And no, it is not in regards to Jalen Brown. The day that anything happens with Jalen Brown, you will hear it here. But it's in regards to Ime Udoko. And he might be facing a long suspension, probably even for the full season, for a role in a consensual intimate relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. That is just crazy to me, because I was singing Ime Udoko's praises just a few months ago about how he's one of the first coaches to get to the finals in his first year. This is insane. You're like, you know, what is going on? Now, what would it mean for the Boston Celtics? Well, with the Boston Celtics, you know, they still will have many other players, which is great. But you also don't have Robert Williams, because he's getting an anthroscopic procedure on his left knee. So, I don't want to say that it's the Boston Celtics self-destructing, but come the start of this season, it's going to look completely different for this team and maybe all teams together. Now, it has been confirmed that Ime Udoko is going to be suspended. However, it's not the NBA suspending him. No, it's actually the Boston Celtics. Now, I was talking about this earlier and I was... Wondering, you know, what does this really mean for the Boston Celtics? Now, fortunately, the core is still in place. You still got Jason Tatum. You still got Al Horford. You still have the Time Ward. You still have the man himself, Jalen Brown. Once again, we are a Jalen Brown fan account. But I still think that this is going to be very hard for the Boston Celtics. Now, fortunately, you still have Brad Stevens there. Brad Stevens orchestrated all of this. And, you know, he still has a few tricks up his sleeve. They have Malcolm Brogdon, which is great. That was a big steal. But Danilo Gallinari is hurt. So really with this, you have all the pieces, but you don't have the coach leading it on. And that's a big thing too. I mean, now I know that with Emu Udoko, he was handpicked by Brad Stevens to lead the Boston Celtics. I don't really know if the same can be considered about the person who's stepping in for Imei Utoko, I mean, I don't really truly know too, too much about him. But I think with this too, this is also where the Utah Jazz and the Celtics are coming in where they're connected because, believe it or not, Will Hardy is the new Utah Jazz coach. He would have been the one who would have been the interim head coach if this were to happen. Now it's Joe Mazzulla. Now, I don't know too, too much about Joe Mazzulla, so we are going to kind of break that down. But I think with this right now, this is a bit of a big loss for not only a team that went to the NBA Finals, but a team that has so much potential. Now, a little bit about Joe Mazzulla is that he is someone who has coached, but most of his coaching opportunities have been at the college level and not really well known. I mean, Glenville State, Fairmont State, the main Red Claws is obviously the G League team for the Boston Celtics, but then you're back at Fairmont State, and then you've been with the Boston Celtics for the past few years, but really right now, you don't have too, too much head coaching experience. You have two years as a head coach And you had a decent win percentage, but now you're being given the keys to this driver's seat, and that's a big blow for this Boston Celtics team. Now, once again, we're going to look at the Boston Celtics and really just kind of figure out where they could be a big focus. So obviously, you have Malcolm Brogdon. You have Jalen Brown, which is awesome. love Jalen Brown. You have Al Horford. You have Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Derek White, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. You are set. You have a great lineup. You have great depth. But I know that the loss of Ime Udoko is going to hurt. Now, it's also important to note that there are lots of other things going on with the NBA as well. Obviously, we've heard about the Phoenix Suns where right now the governor is – saying that he wants to sell the team and that's a pretty big blow i mean obviously with it the phoenix suns have grown to be one of the best teams in the nba but also robert sarver has done a lot of really bad things as a coach i mean there's a lot of racism misogyny sexual harassment And he was fined $10 million and suspended for a year in the NBA and WNBA. He responded by saying that he's beginning the process of selling the Suns. Now, this is very similar to what happened with the Panthers. But I think in this regard, I don't really agree that this was handled correctly. Because now he's just trying to see if he can find a way to get out of this. Obviously, he should not because he did something really bad. And now he has to live with it forever. Now it is time to kind of break down our small market NFL teams from the South. And looking at the recap from week two, it was not a good week for our small market NFL teams. Look, you know how I feel. You know that I'm always going to be rooting for our teams from the South. But it was so bad because the Saints lost, the Falcons lost, the Titans lost. And basically, yeah. Every team lost. Oh, yeah. And the Panthers lost. So looking at this, we went 0-4 in the South for small market teams. You know that I am going to be rooting for one of those teams to make the Super Bowl. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm rooting for two of those teams to go to the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for Atlanta to get help. And I'm rooting for the Carolina Panthers to figure out their identity. The point being, right now, we have multiple teams who are not looking good. And we have multiple teams that are owned, two. Now, the Falcons did show promise. Mariota did show promise, which is good. But, in this regard, they still lost. Now, I'm not going to try and sugarcoat it because the Saints looked awful, too. They not only found a way to get their best corner ejected, just as for Marshawn Lattimore, but they also found a way to keep giving the ball back to the Buccaneers. And also... Leonard Fournette, you're from the South, so you were fighting your hometown team. That's not very cool. And then looking at the Titans, you know, Ryan Tannehill is benched for a rookie. They don't look like they have it together. And with the Carolina Panthers, they found their answer at quarterback, I think. But aside from that, it's not looking very ideal. So really, I think with this, I guess it's time where we look at it as a culture change. I really don't want it to be a culture change. I feel like... We need at least one of these teams to get it together. Who knows? Maybe they will find it or get it together. But right now, you know, it's really hard when you start the season 0-2 or 1-1. Now, it's crazy, too, because out of all those teams, the Saints are 1-1. and Now, most of them are 0-2. But I still have hope. I still think that these teams can make a push. Now, do I hope that they can do it sooner rather than later? Absolutely. Right now, I definitely think that these players and these teams can continue to grow. However, I'm nervous because Jameis Winston looks uncomfortable. He's hurt. And then with the Falcons, they need more skill players. Now, of the Titans, the big question is going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. I think right now you should stick with Ryan Tannehill. I know that it's bad to say, but still, I mean... Sticking with him, he has gotten you there. He's been a great quarterback and a great leader. This is also going to be really hard because with the Titans and Malik Willis, Malik Willis is a young rookie. You can't throw him into the fire like that right now, but that's just my thought. And now for the first time ever, please welcome as we tune into what I like to call Christy's Corner. Now, Christy's going to go over a few hot takes that she has for this upcoming week for the SEC conference and some other things as well. So let's direct our attention over there.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to the first Christie's Corner. We're going to talk about Stetson Bennett and if he's just a fluke, what game is going to mean more for week four in college football and which team is shaking up the SEC. Let's start with Stetson Bennett. As much as his pains need to say, as an Alabama fan, I think Stetson Bennett is here to stay. He's even being endorsed by South Carolina's Shane Beamer for a Heisman candidate. He has cleaned up his performance since last season. We've seen him be able to make plays at the line of scrimmage, especially when those plays are breaking down. So I think Stetson's here to stay and keep improving. What game's going to mean more this weekend? We have Florida versus Tennessee and Arkansas versus Texas A&M. First, the Florida-Tennessee game will show us if Tennessee has a place in the top four or five. Florida has been the dominant team in this rivalry, winning 25 of the 32 games that these teams have played. Now, the Arkansas-Texas A&M game, I think, is going to be the game that means a lot more. Arkansas has to prove that they are a top 10 competitor. Their coach has to come out and prove his abilities to come in and lead a program to the playoffs. They've been on the up and up ever since he joined in 2020. This game will show us also if Jimbo's ride is over. He has to have something to show for that number one recruiting class, and so far we have not seen it. Arkansas beat A&M last year, but previously has lost the 9 games to this team. So I think this is their time to come in and change that script. And our team that is shaking up the SEC, I think is Arkansas. They look strong. They are not making mistakes. They are playing smart. They are playing hard and they are playing a full football game where a lot of these teams come in and they get tired by the third quarter. Arkansas is not showing that. I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. I also just wanted to highlight some Alabama bred players who are now tearing up the NFL. And of course, we have to start with Tua. Tua was there to play this weekend he was 36 for 50 with 469 yards six touchdowns i was so happy for him i knew he could overcome all the hate and the flack he was getting last year and as an alabama fan we knew that was probably just nerves and that was not the tour that we were used to we also had quinn and williams who had four tackles for a loss and one quarterback hit Jalen waddle had 11 receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. Our old friend Amari Cooper had nine receptions, 101 yards and one touchdown. We had Christian Barmore, Jalen Hurts, Jaron Payne, Devlin Thomas. They all looked amazing. And as we know, Alabama football is the pathway to NFL I'm super excited for this weekend of football, especially week four of college football. We've got some big games that are really going to determine how the rest of the season plays out. Thank you so much for joining in for the first episode of Christie's Corners. I'll see you Tuesday with a recap of week four of college football.
0: Big, big, big shout out to Christy for being a huge part of that. I think that's something that we're definitely going to keep trying and incorporating. But to go off of that, it is week four for college football. We have some excitement, like she had mentioned. This Arkansas Texas A and M game is going to be huge, but I have to go with Arkansas. I definitely think right now that this is their perfect game, and then. It would also be really nice to see Jimbo humbled some more because I don't think he's been humbled enough. Florida, Tennessee. I'm going to pick Florida. I know the last time I picked Florida, they lost to Kentucky, but I still think that Billy Napier is going to find a way to tone in and hone into his Nick Saban roots and find a way with another upset. Look for those teams to have some pretty exciting wins. Alabama plays Vanderbilt this week. I have Alabama. I'm sorry to anyone I know who went to Vanderbilt or any of my friends who live in Nashville, but business is business. I have Georgia going over Kent State, so look for them. I'm going to say something very similar to Christy. Georgia's looking good, but I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I still need to see some more from Stetson Bennett. He's looked good, but there hasn't been that one game where they need him to win or put together that drive. We'll have to see how things look with him. But right now, Georgia does look like they're the team to beat in the SEC. I don't see Georgia losing anytime soon. Really, the only teams that can probably play spoiler to them is Tennessee, Kentucky, and maybe Florida. I don't see it at this moment. So right now, I have Georgia still playing extremely well. Kentucky, I could see Georgia defeating them. Alabama, right now it depends on what version of Alabama we get. If we get the Alabama that we saw against Texas, they are vulnerable. But if we get the Alabama that we saw in week one or towards the end of Texas, then who knows? Anything is possible. But right now, look for some exciting games in the SEC and look to see how things go as well there In regards to our small market teams in the South, look for them to rebound this week. We have a lot to look over in regards to how our teams can do. Do we think that James is going to be okay for the Saints? Right now, the Saints play the Panthers. Both teams need a win. I'm going with the Saints, though. I look for them to have the big win and kind of get rebounded there. Then we have the Falcons, who are going to be going against the Seahawks. Now, ESPN is having the Seahawks favored, but the Falcons have some fun in them. Look for them to play a pretty interesting game or pretty interesting role there as well. And of course, we need to look at the Tennessee Titans. With the Titans, they have the big quarterback controversy. Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? Is it going to be Malik Willis? We don't know, but they are going and playing the Raiders. Both teams are 0-2, so both teams really need a win, and both teams really want to make the playoffs in the AFC, which is a very crazy division. Look for these teams to have a lot of smoke, a lot of fire, a lot of pyrotechnics, but I think with this, sadly, I'm sorry, Tennessee Titans fans, I have to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. They might be the better team there, especially in a crowded AFC West. But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, I want to thank everyone so much for tuning in, for helping us grow. We just hit 400 followers on Instagram. I would not have been able to do that with all the love, all the support. We keep growing each and every day, and I wouldn't be here without y'all. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, JakeSoap14. You can find Chrissy on Instagram and TikTok. At Chrissy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. We're going to keep getting some more content out there. I'm super, super excited for it. And join us again on Tuesday as we recap everything from the previous week from NFL to the SEC. So hopefully some more excitement as well. It's been a great start to the college football season and the NFL season. So let's hope more for that. Hopefully none of that excitement happens to Alabama and they get upset. So hoping for that. To all my listeners who are celebrating Rosh Hashanah like me, I want to wish everyone a Shana Tova. This is going to be a great year we have so much excitement and so much growth to do, so I want to wish everyone the best. We won't be here without you, and once again, I'm so, 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 so thankful and grateful for everything y'all been able to do. Drop a like, drop a follow, share this with your friends, and like I have always say each week, continue to be sweet, continue to be kind, create adventures, be the best version of you you can be, create excitement, be a light in this world, Continue to make other people happy. And as always, I will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.